six weeks worth of starting off service. Of course, we didn't start it off every way this way every week. But Maranatha, the Lord is coming. Maranatha, all right. A few of us got it. That's good. Maranatha, the Lord is coming. Now what? The, the Lord is coming. Uh, what should we do? Uh, last week we talked about how uh, the, the, the Lord is coming and he's coming. The reason why he's coming is to judge the ungodly. He's coming to, to judge the, the one that leads people astray and we, he's coming to judge the devil. Do we open up to Second Peter today? Uh, we know that uh, what we learned from last week in Second Peter 3, verse 1 through 10, that we will not know the day or the hour, right? But, but in that, the Lord is patient in becoming, in coming. In Second uh, Peter uh, 3.10, that's here, it's, uh, no, in verse 9, the Lord is slow in keeping his promise, and so is some, some understand slowness. He is patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. And we ha- now have why the Lord is slow in coming. And we think we watch things happen around the world. We watch, uh, and it's, it's, man, the Lord's coming. He has to come soon, right? We watch things burning up around us and wars and rumors of wars and things just going just down fast. I wonder, well, Lord, when are you going to come? Lord Jesus, come. Why doesn't he come? When he comes, he's going to come fast. But why doesn't he come? Because he doesn't want anyone to perish. He wants, he wants to leave ample time for repentance. He wants everyone to come re- to repentance. Everyone to be a part of the godly. Because when he comes, like a thief in the night, we know that verse 10, 2 Peter verse, 3 verse 10 the day of the Lord will come like a thief. The heavens will disappear and roar. The elements will be destroyed by fire. And the, and the earth and everything in it will be laid bare. Everything will, just, will be presented as uh, for God, with God, and, and understanding that it's going to be judgment. So we know this. So what are we supposed to do? Verse 11, this is where we're picking up our message today. Asking, uh, what should we do? Verse, and we, it's, it's clear. Peter writes it out plain. Since everything will be destroyed in this way, what kind of people ought you to be? You ought to live holy and godly lives as you look forward to the day of God and the speed that it's coming. That day will bring about the destruction of the heavens by fire and elements will melt away with heat. But in keeping with this promise, we are looking for a new heaven and a new earth, a home of righteousness. What should we do? We ought to live holy lives. Well, this is, brings us into Bible camp because uh, this through uh, we use First Peter chapter one as our theme, and it, in First Peter chapter one, uh, Peter writes out that God says, "Be holy, as I am holy." So, and we're here to, to we're here saying, "Hey, as the, the Lord is coming, we know it's coming. Speed's coming. It's going to come like thief in the night. What? How should we live?" Holy. What's holy mean? Jenna, what's holy mean? 
to be set apart. She was at camp with us, so a little test there, right? It's, it's to be set apart. And so when we think of a holy God, the holy God of the universe, he is the set apart God. Right? And if you have, a, like, I don't know, like a collection of stuff and there's maybe one piece that's more valuable than the rest, it's like, man, we'll set that apart and we'll, we'll encase it and we'll take care of it, right? It's kind of, that's set apart. It's holy, it's special. Well, this is the holy God, right? That's why he gives us the command to have no other gods before me because I am the set apart God. And so now we know that we're supposed to be holy with him. We're to live holy God. Set apart lives for God. Holy lives. Godly lives. This is what we're supposed to, to live out. And that's how we ought to live. We many times ask for God's will in our lives. Well, we have it pretty clear here. Just pursue God and what he has for you. And uh, this reminded me of a verse that I like to go to uh, just to encourage us and encourage people is uh, Titus 2, 11 through 14. For the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men. It teaches us to say no to ungodliness and worldly passions. It, it teaches us to be godly. It teaches us to say no to ungodliness, world passions, and to live self-controlled, upright, and godly lives in this present age while we wait for the blessed hope and the glorious appearing of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us to redeem us from all unwickedness and to purify for himself a people that are his very own, eager to do what is good. And so we have the, the whole deal here. We live holy lives, godly lives, not getting sucked into ungodliness, as we look forward to the blessed hope of the coming of our Lord Jesus, Maranatha. And so knowing this, we, we, we look forward to that day. We look forward to that day and the speed it's coming because we know as godly people, as people that, that live holy, that when he comes... We're going to be set apart. We, it's not judgment for us that we're, we're going to face. It's, it's the glories of the new heaven and the new earth that await us. It's a home of righteousness. So we look forward to it. We're not scared of it. We know the Lord's coming, but we look forward to it. That's what Peter's trying to communicate here. We have a reverent fear of God. Our fear is a reverent fear that yes, God is the judge. He is the one that is the judge of the world, but we don't have to be afraid of it because he's going to save us from it. Salvation is what he brings. But for the ungodly, fire and judgment. So we know that. So verse 14, so then dear friends, since you are looking forward to this, Make every effort to be found spotless, blameless, at, at peace with him. Bear in mind our Lord's patience means salvation. Just as our dear brother Paul also wrote when you with the wisdom that God gave him. He writes the same way in all his letters, speaking in them of these matters. His letters contain some things that are hard to understand, which ignorant and unstable people distort, as they do with other scriptures, to their own destruction. And so he's like, but Paul, Paul, Paul laid out salvation. And I don't know exactly what reference that Peter's using here, but I think it's Romans. 
right? You could read the book of Romans, and man, the, the, from the very start of being uh, a, a Hebrew and through, and then you get to this chapter uh, in uh, Romans chapter 10, it lays out salvation pretty clear. And we, I mean, it's a whole book of Romans, really, because, right, starting with Romans 3.23, all have sinned and, sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. There's not one person in here that, that wasn't miss, didn't miss the mark on their own and are, are sinful and, and need redeemed. And we, Paul wrote it down. He says, but our just, uh, all, all fall short of glory of God, sin and fall short of glory of God, but are justified freely by his grace through the redemption that came through Jesus Christ. So we got the second half of the verse, but, but because of Jesus Christ, salvation is possible. Romans 3.23. Romans 6, 23, for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life and Christ Jesus our Lord. So we have this, this understanding of salvation that, man, it's available because sin, the consequences of sin is death. The consequences of sin is death to relationships. It's death to uh, just, uh, um, us spiritually. And even, even to the point of, you know, it leads to physical death. But the gift of God is eternal life to Christ Jesus our Lord. So this, this salvation is before us. And, he, and Peter is writing it, right? Make every effort to be found spotless. Blame. Bear in mind that the, our, the Lord's patience means salvation. It's a, it's a, we want, just like Jesus is saying, he's, he's holding off so that people will repent and be saved. Right? We want, we're supposed to live holy. And we're supposed to live uh, what does it say exactly? Spotless and blameless and be peace at, at him so we know salvation. Romans 10, uh, 6 through 12. Say, hey, the, if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus is Lord, you will be saved. We're going to break that down, but for the sake of time, if you want a salvation message that Paul wrote, some of it's you know, hard to understand, like Peter says, but if you want to press in and read about salvation, it's Romans 10, 6 through 12. See, people like to distort that, and they like to make it about action, physical practice, but they do that to their own destruction. But the salvation is available. That's why we go to Bible camp. That's why we challenge uh, people. And just this last week, we were at a campfire. Uh, I like to uh, I like to have a man campfire, and the ladies uh, have their own campfire at least one night during the week. And uh, I just like to challenge young men uh, to, to be men of God. And uh, how would you do that? Basically, start with salvation. Hey, you know, are you willing to be a man of God? Put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ. You know, believe that he went to the cross for you. His body was broken. His blood was shed for you to defeat sin so that you don't have to slip into the, the worldly idea of, of what a man is. And then you, if you do that, then you allow the Holy Spirit to work in your life, to give you the, the strength to take care of the ladies in your lives, to provide an environment for them to, for them to grow up and to, to, to be washed in the word and to be cherished. And that you want to be a man that can, can do that instead of put them down, instead of look for uh, things from them so that then, you know, it, it just gets messy. I could go off really fast on that. But I challenge the young, young men, fifth and sixth graders, with, hey, you, got, you can make a conscious decision to put your faith in Jesus tonight and to be a, a, a man of God. And I wasn't going to ask for any response. I, just, I was just laying it out, and I told them, just in your, your mind and in your heart, you make that decision tonight. And I started, to, I started closing out the campfire, about ready to pray. To my left, 
I hear, I want to do that. You want to do that tonight? I said, stand up. Had him stand up in front of everybody. I asked him, so you want to put your faith in Jesus Christ? Have you done that before? No, first time. So you know that he died on the cross for you? His body was broken, his blood was shed for you for the forgiveness of your sin? Yeah. You believe that? Believe it in your heart and mind? Yeah. Are you willing to allow the Holy Spirit to, to work in you and to lead you into, into defeating sin in your life? As sin happens, guilt will rise up and you'll admit it and then you will repent and ask for forgiveness and then allow the Holy Spirit to lead you into all truth? Yes, sir. I said, come here. And brought him right beside me and I was about ready to pray for him. Guy right behind me. I want to do that too. About 15 to 20 young men around the campfire. I lost count. As they said, I do too. I do too. And they started standing up. Grayson. Grayson. Yep. Young man named Grayson was the first one to start that. He stood up. And this, this is the idea of salvation. The Lord's still saving people. If you're here today and he's just like, okay, yeah. Right? He's still is patient, wanting to lead you to true repentance. People want to distort it, make it about actions, physical practices, but they do that to their own instruction. It is about coming to faith, believing in your heart and your mind, and knowing the salvation and putting it into practice. And so we put it into practice, and what we'll get here is as how, and, uh, and as we, we want to go through the scripture, so we, we get it in its context. Verse 17, because of that, the salvation, and, and it's available, Paul uh, puts it out, and, but you know, some won't t- receive it. They'll, they'll, they'll try to explain it away. Therefore, dear friends, since you already know this, be on your guard so that you may not be carried away by the error of lawless men and fall from your secure, secure position. Know that salvation is available. It's, it happens and then it's laid out. But know that be on your guard that you don't, don't miss it because of lawless men, because of people that want to disregard God and get rid of God. But he says this, but grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Grow in the knowledge. And so we put our faith and trust. That's why I, that's why I challenge those young men. It doesn't, start, it doesn't just start and stop with putting your faith in Jesus and, and, and yeah, you believe in him. But now you got you to gotta allow the Holy Spirit to work in your life. And so you grow. You grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus to grow, right? It needs watered, right? We know about that. We grow stuff around here, right? You got to water it. Well, you got to read, study, and pray. And so to know salvation and not fall from your secure position and know him, you read, study, pray, water what God's doing in your life. You, 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 you see, we grow. We grow in grace. What's grace? God's righteousness at Christ's expense. Really, God's grace to us is being able to see, and you look around the world, and you see the consequences of sin. And so when you look around the world, and you see people that, man, because of their choices in in sin, that they're destroying their relationships. 
because of the consequences of sin, they say no to godliness and they live ungodly lives and they, they try to find the, their identity in what the world says instead of what God says. And so they have gender identity issues. They just, you, you, you start seeing the ungodliness. You see people that are, are, are choosing to sin and how the destruction. Well, that's God's grace to you to see the effects of sin so that you can stand up and say, man, I'm safe from that. I, know, I want to live a godly life because I don't want sin to destroy me. And you learn to hate sin. And by God's grace to you, you go out to a Bible camp where you're playing a game in the middle of a service and you're flipping a quarter, heads or tails. We've played that game here before. You just choose heads or tails. I was going to play it this morning, but we don't necessarily have time, but we were playing heads or tails. And there's a little girl about three rows back. And I just say she was a little uncomfortable. It was the first, first night of Bible camp. And a, a fifth grader, uh, she couldn't have been this big. And I just kind of, she was kind of anxious about playing the game and stuff. I kind of noticed her. And so like, then uh, we finished playing the game. I wanted to cheat so bad to let her win. Ah, oh, it's like, I didn't know if that was from God or, or, or the temptation of evil. But it's a good thing the game wouldn't let me cheat. And, uh, but I was sitting talking to some people uh, before the night game and just so happened. And this is God's grace, right? And what, what I love about being able to be at Bible camp too is, as he reveals to me what kids are going through. And this little girl standing about this high ends up walking by me, just sweet, sweet little gal. And I say, hey, 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 come here. She wasn't going to stop. I said, hey, come here, come here. I said, uh, hey, what's your name? Got her name from her. I said, uh, just, just wondering, I just want to ask, do you have enough people that give you a hard time in your life? And I've done this somewhat to our, our people here too. So it's not just you I pick on, those that I've done this to. I said, because I'm wondering if I need to fill that void in your life or not. I wasn't ready for this. Her eyes fill up with tears. She says, I got a lot of people in my life that give me a hard time. Man, come on. Then I sit down and there's a group of girls that ended up coming sitting down where I was visiting with another person and we started talking and they started talking about how they missed their dads and how they this and that. And uh, I said, oh, uh, so all of you, all of you have dads that live with you? Two of them, yeah. The other three, no. And they start telling me the story of broken homes and brokenness and my dad doesn't really around. And really my dad that I'm talking about isn't my dad. My dad does this. Man, sin. God's grace. We need to grow in grace so we constantly learn how sin ruins us. And how, if it were not for salvation, we would be lost in sin too. We would be lost in broken relationships, lost in addiction, lost in selfishness, lost in, we can fill in the blank. But by God's grace, through his Holy Spirit, he reveals that we can, we can be saved from sin. And the guilt of sin then leads us into all truth. And then we can know that we can really grow in the knowledge of who he is. We knowledge of how he works in our lives so that we can experience his grace and his salvation for his glory. As we grow in holiness, 
And as we grow in holiness, what we learn this week is then that's what makes us whole. It gets rid of the sin and junk that breaks us apart and causes brokenness. So we grow in the grace of God because we, we know that with his coming, we, how, what should we do as we prepare for his coming is live holy and godly lives and know his salvation over sin and death. So when he comes, we don't have to live in fear, but we live looking forward to that day where we get to be with him in glory and we know we have a home of righteousness forever and ever. And we grow in holiness so then we can be secure in our salvation that it's only brought through Jesus, our Messiah. I'd like to ask the worship team to come back up as we close. And we respond to the message with this song. He became sin who knew no sin that we might become his righteousness. He humbled himself and carried the cross. Love so amazing. Love so amazing. Jesus Messiah, name above all names, blessed Redeemer, Emmanuel. The rescue for sinners. The ransom for heaven. The rescue for sinners. If you're here today and you just know that there's some sin that you need to be rescued from, you can, you can respond by singing this song and putting your faith and trust in Jesus. And if you've done that, you can rededicate your life to Jesus and just say, hey, today I know I ought to live a holy and godly life. And so I pursue his holiness and then let God's grace lead you into the truth the knowledge of sin and the knowledge that his holiness can redeem you. He can redeem your past so that you can know the glories of heaven for the future and, uh, and know what it's like to look forward to the days coming because Maranatha, the Lord, is coming. Man, would you stand with us, please? Righteousness humbled himself and he carried the cross. Love so amazing, love so amazing. Jesus Messiah, the name above all names.
with that little gal the rest of the week she uh she you could tell that her anxiousness was gone went away as the days followed and she had a great week at camp and whenever she'd walk by i'd get a, a high five uh, from her so uh, uh we just encourage each other and uh and yeah feel free to high five each other on your way out of here as i pray father god thank you so much for who you are and how you've defeated sin uh and that we can live in that if we'll put our faith and trust in you and seek you and and uh, lord god we're told here that as we see the destruction of the world and we see things falling apart lord god that, that we then are called to rise up and live holy and godly lives and look forward to the day and the speed that you're coming maranatha so that we can know, because we know the new heavens and the new earth and a home of righteousness are for us and store for us, for those that, that, that too seek you with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength and love our neighbor as ourselves. May uh, your love go before us now and may we have a great week uh, just seeing your grace to us uh, in new special ways because you want to, to allow us to grow in you and see, grow in, uh, in the knowledge of who you are. Thank you so much for today. We pray this in your name. Amen.